When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. He's not any better. He doesn't look any better to me than he did last year. I'm sorry to say, the dude does, he's not going to get, realistically, again, it's two games, so maybe he'll turn it on the lights come on in the regular season. We'll see what he's been working on all offseason. But through two games, he, he hasn't gotten any better than what he looked like last year. And through two games, and again, it's exhibition games, I understand there's no Giannis off fine and dandy, but he doesn't look any different to me. And if this is what he is, he's not going to get any type of significant minutes, I, I don't think, uh, during the course uh, of the postseason when you get to that point. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and Beasley, I, I've watched him now the last couple of games. So today during the game, I was like, you know, I want to go look at his game log for last year. I just want to kind of see. Because, you know, there are games when Grayson Allen, love him or hate him, I wasn't a fan. Uh, but there'd be games where, you know, he was like five of five or four for four or whatever the case may be, right, where he just didn't miss. Beasley didn't have one of those last year. I went and I looked. He, Beasley had quite a few one of five, two of six, uh, those. Then when he got hot, you know, it was seven of 12, eight of 14, right? High volume. So when he gets going, he really jacks up those shots, right? You 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 couldn't find, I didn't find, I looked through all of them. You never found that. When you got to the postseason, he took even less threes once he got to the postseason. Now I think he was shooting like maybe three threes a game, four threes a game, like one of three, two of four, somewhere along those lines. So I, I, I think what I'm going to find interesting with Beasley is defensively, what's he going to be? Because they kept talking during the broadcast, Byington and uh, Novak, about the fact that the challenge has been made to Malik Beasley by Adrian Griffin of you're going to defend the best player, essentially, uh, at the guard or the wing position. They want him to be the guy guarding that guy. Uh, and Novak or Byington, one of them pretty much said it. He's, he's going to be in the starting lineup uh, during that broadcast. So if, if Beasley's going to be the starter and he's going to play next to Lillard and Middleton's going to be the three and Giannis and Lopez, and that's going to be the deal then his deal is going to be not being Drew Holiday. Nobody expects that. But to be a decent defender at that wing position where he guards the best wing on the other team. Is he up for that? Can he do that? I don't know if he's quick enough, to be honest with you, watching him. I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. But that, that kind of came out during the broadcast today as far as the, the, the challenge kind of thrown at uh, Beasley for this season. Your thoughts uh, on how they want Beasley to play and what they expect out of him? I mean, I think he is capable of being a perfectly fine defender. I'm, I, he's never going to be a very good defender, but I think if he's asked to do a little bit less offensively than he was in Minnesota, then I think he can be improved defensively, which, he again, he wasn't bad. I mean, he, he just was a neutral, like, 
kind of just whatever defender. And he said, you know, if he doesn't have as much offensive responsibility, it could help him on that end. If that's how they want to use him, that's fine. I'd prefer he's more of a off-the-bench, just shooter, scorer that we need, you know, kind of pop off the bench for us. Um, scoring pop, shooting pop. Because as you said, he's he's more of the volume shooter. He's not as much of – he like he – I believe his three-point rate was – or like three-point attempts per 36 minutes. It was just like – it was Curry, Clay, and then he was third. Um, so he he loves to take threes when he's in there, and he's mm-hmm. capable of – I mean, I pulled up his game logs here, but like he's capable of I – mean, he, he made six or more threes nine times last season and five or more threes 14 times. Grayson only made six threes twice and only made five threes four times. So he's definitely way more capable because he can get more shots up, and he has he's more dynamic but as a shooter. But will he get those shots up playing with Lillard, Giannis, and Middleton? Now, Grayson that's was playing what, with Holiday. He's going to be playing with even more of a shooter in Lillard than Grayson was playing with in Holiday. But that's why I'm saying bring him off the bench, I think, is the best. But even if he is out there with – the starters, I don't think you don't need him to make six threes. You don't need him to be a high, high volume three point shooter. He just needs to be someone that can hit, hit, you know, 35, 40% of his threes. And then hopefully he can play some decent defense. And if that's the case, he's a fine fifth starter. Um, you don't need him to go six of seven from three every game. You know, it doesn't have to be the, the case. Um, I think as I, I don't know, I just think he's more, he's more dynamic than Grace Nellon was as a shooter. He's more, he's able to get his shot off quicker. He's way better off the dribble. Yeah. He doesn't just need to be a standstill open. Like every, like Grayson was really only good when he was open. He needed time, he needed space, and he needed it off the catch. Whereas Malik can get into a shot in a variety of ways. And that's part of the reason he just takes more threes is because he can get into them in a variety of ways. Grayson didn't, Grayson was never shooting, you know, 12 three-point attempts in a game because he just, he doesn't have the ability to kind of get into those shots the way that Malik Beasley does. Um, but I would, I would agree. Like I'd prefer he's probably off the bench. I think his skill set is probably best suited for the bench. And if you could ideally start slash close Jay Crowder as your kind of defender, um, cause I think he's looked pretty good. He, he's not, I mean, I, I think he's been a little bit faster than last year, a little bit quicker. And that's probably ideal to me or, you know, again, or we talked about you start Pat, um, and you, Pat's a pretty safe option. You know what he's giving you. You know he's pretty trustworthy come playoff time, all that. And then, yeah, as far you talked about Marjan, it's not surprising to me, but it's probably surprising to people that, you know, really buy into the hype easily and really just look at these young players as like, oh, they're going to reach their full potential right away and he should be our starter and he's our, you know, he's this missing piece. It's not that's not going to be the case. You know, he's going to have some good moments. He's going to have plenty of bad moments. We literally have seen that through two preseason games. He was pretty good on Sunday, but then today he was two for 11, one of six from three, and just, you know, didn't look like he was even a rotational NBA player tonight. But that just kind of, I mean, to me, that's how it's going to be all year. And that's why I'm like, you, you don't put him in the starting lineup because he's just not a consistent rotational piece in the NBA yet. He's not. And that's okay. He's a 24th overall pick going into his second year that shouldn't be expected of him to be like you're an important piece of this rotation right now it it's just that's not a realistic um expectation for him he's gonna have games where he plays well he's gonna have moments he's gonna be be fine as a player but i just think people put too too high of expectations on him for his second season and 
yeah, I, I just, I don't, we talked about it earlier. I don't see him as the, as the starter. I don't see how that helps him. I don't see how that helps the team. I'm more of like, just use this as, use this as another developmental year for him. Bring him off the bench 15 to 20 minutes a game and see what he's giving you. And if he is getting super, if he, he's playing super well consistently, okay, then maybe you can consider doing that if he's really proving to, um, you know, fit in at the NBA level. But to start off, I just don't see any reason why he should be starting. 